everything hot, everything trendy. The topics are on fire right here on Hot 95.3 FM. Saturdays from 8 a.m., the hot topic. Sizzling subjects, intense discussion. Welcome back. Yes, please. The hot topic is happening right now. Welcome. Hot topic, sizzling subjects, intense discussion. You're going to have to ask us some questions today. I know you are going to ask me a few in the text box. Um, you can also call us at 434-4688. Now, our discussion here, our topic today is a very special one. I'm hoping that my people on the Zoom can hear me. I think they can. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, they can. All righty. So today is something really special because I've, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Actually, some of my listeners have been specially requesting that I do a topic like this. And I have people literally messaging my phone from morning saying, Zen, I can't wait for this topic today. And today we're talking mental health and the current climate. Now, I got some special guests here with me. I want to hear both the positive and negative today. You got to tell us, you know, some of the foods that you eat to keep your brain healthy and to uh, some of the things that you do as well to keep yourself grounded. Maybe you do meditation. Maybe you do therapy. Maybe you even talk to yourself, which some may consider a mental illness. Or is it? Is that right or is it wrong? Maybe you should talk to yourself sometimes. I'll tell you why though. I'll tell you why you should be giving your mind a name. I'll also be giving you some tips to enhance your well-being. And we're also going to talk about the difference between mental illness, mental health and more with my special guest this morning. The first is a mental health coach and consultant, Miss JC Mayers. And also in my Zoom, I have creative arts psychotherapist. I think I said it correctly, Miss Nicolette Williams. Now, I'm just going to ask my team to turn on their microphones in the Zoom so that everybody can hear you guys. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. How are you doing? Hey there. Good morning. Welcome to the show. I am doing fine. I'm doing good today. Yesterday was crazy for me. I had I had a bit of uh, issues in terms of like my day feeling too filled. So mm -hmm. it was it was it felt like cluster too much going on. And um, sometimes sometimes that happens for us. Somebody's phone is vibrating. No worry. We're going to deal with that. Anyway, we got a, a lot to talk about today. I have two experts here um, at what they do. I'm a little interested here, and I think some people were actually asking about uh, creative arts psychotherapy. So let me ask uh, Nicolette before we get into it. Uh, what exactly is a creative arts psychotherapist? Hi, everyone. Good morning. A creative arts psychotherapist is a therapist who uses the creative arts of dance, drama, play, music, art therapy, all different kinds of nonverbal therapy yeah. other than talk therapy to allow persons to express themselves in their healing journey. So that's it in a nutshell. In, apart from talk therapy, we also use the nonverbal therapies in order to heal and to express themselves. That is interesting and it actually is uh, pretty, pretty uh, close to what I've seen online. 
right yeah. here is saying creative arts therapy can involve the use of art music drama dance movement poetry creative writing bibliotherapy play or even sand play uh, creative arts therapy is a form of expressive therapy that uses the creative process of making art to improve a person's physical mental and emotional well-being well-being is an important word here today too you know well-being and uh health mental health because i think that we we often confuse mental health and, and and mental illness in fact janelle and i was having a conversation about this yesterday and uh she was actually telling me that what was i asking you exactly oh yeah we were talking about perpetuating the cycle and mm -hmm. um in our prior conversation i was i was asking if there are any real empirical records meaning official records to talk about mental health in barbados and you are actually telling me that a lot of the, a lot of the information there is is not very accurate and mm -hmm. uh when we go into that kind of talk sometimes we kind of perpetuate the cycle quote unquote yeah. so first tell me why you think that uh, a lot of this information is inaccurate and then i want to know um why you think it's perpetuating the cycle when we when we do that kind of thing when we come so um thanks and i think first is to have a conversation and understanding that mental sometimes is a very cultural concept uh-huh and we often take our western way of per, um perceiving mental health and mental well-being and mental illness and put it all together so oh. first that's always where i start here um, and then what we must also understand that studies are always subsets of communities. Uh -huh. so, do we, so, so when, when I talk about mental health and I don't, I'll, I'll bring something that's very topical for people. How many of us, when we watch African movies, hear the word depression, suicide, you don't hear those words in African movies, do you? I don't think I've, <laughs> I've heard those. No, <laughs> you right don't. On. However, okay. if you look from a Western side and North American side, what do you hear every day? Even I was watching something the other day and I was like, yo, they straight up program us with ER and ER's affect. And people could recognize themselves in ER or were they being programmed to be ER? And if Tigger was too hyper, so if, if we had to give Tigger ER and poo like a diagnosis, uh -huh. you would right away know who would be what, right? Okay. But again, if that's the visual that your child's seeing, and we know that children automatically are programmed between the ages of four to seven with affect, with the way in which they feel because they then match the words with what they see, we have to be very, very careful. So I always start when I have these conversations, I have a baseline conversation about what mental health is and the World Health Organization talks about mental health as including emotional, physical, and social well-being, psychological well-being, and it affects mm -hmm. how we think, we feel, we act. It also helps determine how we handle our stress, how we relate to other human beings, our interaction with other beings, how we make effective decisions. And also, I always tell people that mental health is a developmental act. So that's where you know the difference between somebody who has a cognitive delay when they're born if somebody has... Um, now, cerebral palsy, we're looking at those things to somebody who may have dementia or Alzheimer's. So when we don't even have the correct language of it, you know, I have a, a colleague of mine who's getting ready to do a study on postpartum depression for males. Mm -hmm. In and Barbados? I'm almost, not, not in Barbados, oh, in oh, Las oh. Vegas, but okay. it's worldwide, right? And, you know, even that language uh, versus, you know, 
how men are affected after babies, after their wives have babies. Like the language we use becomes very important in terms of what we're trying to research, right? Yes. And 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 I I'm very passionate about that because what ends up happening, and I always bring it back to children as well too. When children are two and three, we use language like what? Terrible tools, tantrum tantrums. But that's actually an opportunity to teach children emotional regulation because their bodies will always do what words cannot say. So if I'm two and I'm three and I don't have words to actually communicate to you, my body will communicate that I'm frustrated. It will communicate that I'm excited. It will communicate. So, you know, we're starting off at the back end of it. So how do we create research that does not adequately even help us define something? There are a lot people haven't defined this thing, you know, it's new. Where um, Dr. Amen talks about this, you know, his whole thing is the end, the end of mental illness. There's also a book by Thomas Schnaz that says the myth of mental illness. These are these are people out there who are using brain scans to show people how their brain health. They actually want to change the language from mental health to brain health. Brain health, because okay. yeah, because when you tap, because that's where it's happening. It's happening in the brain. We have three brains. So the brain is also in the gut, and there's an element of also the, our heart brain and our head brain. Wait, say and that say that again for the people in the back because yeah. I, I say that again. There are three brains. The yes. one, one is in your your skull. Uh huh. Yes, and uh, once your heart, you have a heart coherence, and then you also have a gut. So remember, nutrition wow. ultimately, and think about it. What do children have when they're first born? We feed children, and then we, when we don't touch children, meaning giving comfort, they don't thrive. When we don't feed children well, what the brain doesn't thrive. So that if we go back to just basic things, when you go back to the basic things, there's so much sex in it. It's like, oh, we, oh, okay, true. Like uh, when the baby need breastfeeding, they're angry, right? Or is it that they just need to self-regulate and they can't self-soothe, so we teach them through food to soothe which is breast milk, right? So when people tell me they're emotional eaters, they always say, yes, you are, because from birth, we are emotional eaters. Breast milk calms us, it soothes us, it satisfies us, right? Yes, interesting. So language is very important when we we having this discussion about mental health and mental well-being, distinguishing between mental health crisis, mental health challenge, mental illness, a mental health deficit. There's so many languages that we need to put in so people can be aware of what's happening in their lives, yes. you know, at the particular time. The languages and the words. I, I like the word well-being. And uh, mm-hmm. in, instead of saying mental health, you're saying that they're switching to saying things like brain health. Are you live right now? Yes, I am. Oh, because I saw you <laughs> I saw you look into the side. Big <laughs> shout out to everybody on the live we're yes. here with uh, Janelle, and we're also here with Miss Nicolette. We are talking about mental health and the uh, current climate. We're going in in depth with it here on the hot topic. And uh, there's there's a lot I want to ask you guys. We have limited time, but uh, I th- I think I'm gonna ask this here in between. Who do I contact if I'm actually worried about my the state of my mental health? in Barbados, is there any numbers, hotlines, places, groups, people? I mean, apart from yourself and and Nicolette, who can I contact? 
if I am, if I need to seek, you know, help assistance. Nick, you want to take this or you want me to I, do this? Nick, I'm I'll gonna... just mention from the public perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have the psychiatric hospital, and I know most persons wouldn't want to go to the psychiatric hospital because of the stigma attached to it. Yeah. But for the public perspective and the pocket perspective as well, um, you can reach out at the psychiatric hospital. And also, you can go to A&E. They have on site their psychiatric unit for children ah. and adults. You can also reach out there as well through the QEH. That's, that's actually, for the public perspective. Yeah. That's actually interesting. And uh, what about like groups? Uh, like apart from a, a public perspective, are there groups uh, as well? Uh, Janelle, you I can did. tell me. Over here. Yes, so there is the Barbados Psychological Association. There um, also there is the Crisis Center. And I also encourage people to go to their GP sometimes just for a regular checkup when they're feeling funny. Like, and and I, I don't want it to be that we're having a conversation just about the mental illness. But in general, especially what's happening in the current climate of working from home, having to make really difficult decisions, a lot of people don't feel themselves. And they're quite sure. not sure. And I always tell people, make sure you have an established relationship with their general practitioner because they're really, um, they're really encouraged about your general well-being. And so when we can start having these conversations with our general practitioners, what ends up happening is that sometimes we can interrupt those other areas that, you know, people are scared to go to, right? But I think sometimes just starting with your GP and asking you, how are you doing? You know, what are you doing? What's your nutrition like? And there's some, there are some really good doctors out there that, you know, understand some concepts of mental health who are really willing to work with their individuals who may actually just tell them, you know, I think you need to start exercising more. I think you need to change your diet. I think you need to be mindful of, you know, the individuals that you're operating with. Sometimes that interruption when somebody goes to um, a doctor because they're high stress could change a complete narrative from them moving to mental health to mental illness, right? And a lot of us don't go to our general practitioners for just a well-being check. That's what an annual checkup is, you know, where we do bloods and sometimes bloods can tell you what's going on in your body. If you have a, a lower thyroid functioning, all of those things impact your mental health. For women, um, if your flow is off, the, the color of the blood of the flow, all of that tells you things that are going on in your hormone regulation. So it's being mindful that, you know, um, the entire system is designed to support your well-being, not just necessarily to support your illness. And we often just go to doctors or mental health practitioners, social works, there's Barbados Social Work Association as well, too. You can reach out to them as well, too, because your environment can also impact your mental health and your well-being. And they have ways to help you, resources. Um, I think there's still the community empowerment spaces as well, too. Okay. So there, there, there are good few places, but a lot of people don't necessarily know when and who. Yes. So, so it's good that we can enlighten people now on this. And uh, you spoke about working from home and, and, and being in check with your mental health. The thing is, a lot of entrepreneurs are actually locked on right now. And I was actually reading some articles explaining, you know, talking about mental health and the importance as an entrepreneur. Also, 
I think you did a live on that as well, didn't you? Right. I was reading some articles and then I saw the live and I was like, okay, so everything is tying in. Um, now, you, both of you are in in the working world, if we, if we want to call it that. Um, but y'all also do what else uh, that y'all do for, for mental health and all of that. And, well, mm-hmm. it's a job and it's also a passion. So it's both mm-hmm. in one. Um, yeah. There are entrepreneurs locked on right now who are probably thinking, yo, I have to work from home. And even if I'm not working from home and I'm on the road, there's so much right now that I have to focus on. Things are not the same. I'm not making as much money as I was making before uh, a COVID-19 came around. Um, so what are some coping methods that, that people can use as entrepreneurs to, to kind of get through times like these and to keep their mental health in check apart from i think one of the main things that people forget is to actually eat healthy and you were you were saying uh that the gut is one of the three brains and if you if one of your brains which is the gut is being uh let's let's let me look for the right word malnourished then it means the other hearts are not going to function properly either so then you end up in a big issue and, and, and then it's hard to get back to, to where you come from. So I want to hear from both of you. Um, I'll start with Nick here. Some coping methods as entrepreneurs, even me, because I'm an entrepreneur too. Yes, I work on radio, but I own a business as well, actually too. So I, I know how it feels and, and my coping methods, I'm going to go through them after you go. So let's start with Nick here. Okay, so one thing before I even answer that question, Zen, is your body is a tool. Yes. So when your body responds to your daily activity, you have to listen to it. When your mind responds to your daily activity, you have to listen to it. So when you're feeling all all dysregulated, your body is tired, your mind, you, you're starting to forget that's information for your body to pause. Ah. Sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that we have to keep going to make the money and to get the money and to hustle. But sometimes when we pause and we're, we ground ourselves again, we recreate, we rewire our brain in order to go to take the next step forward. Yes. So some creative coping skills that you can use is simple meditation, right? Some people think that meditation is linked to yoga. But meditation is a mind and body and spirit connection. So when you're up in the morning early or even later in the day, Jay would very much empower persons to wake up early, right? Because that's where then your entire brain system is now ready to go forward on the day. Yes. So meditation is important. Eating is important as well. When you are working from at home and you have a break, some people would go on rest. Some people would go for a drive. I mm-hmm. always encourage persons to sometimes take their job to another location. The beach. Also, um, you can go to another family home. You can even do it in another location because that also resets and rewires your brain for you to feel grounded once again. I like sometimes that. our mood very much affects our day. Because we're human. We have feelings. We have emotions. But what I can suggest or recommend is that when you are feeling different, more so in a negative emotion, to talk to somebody about it. Respond to that negative emotion instead of suppressing it. Talk to someone that you trust. Could be a friend, your partner, 
you can write it in a journal. Mm -hmm. You can even call your GP if you don't have a personal therapist, right? Sometimes we have to talk it out because if you keep it in, Mm -hmm. that suppression kills us. Question though, what about talking to yourself? Oh, I I, I was waiting for that. I really, (laughs) really, listen to me then. Uh Affirmation self-talk is key. When I wake up in the morning, personally, I look into the mirror and I talk to myself. I internalize what I want to affirm and manifest throughout the day. Because as, because as an entrepreneur, I need to feel safe within myself and I need to honor myself. Yes. Because I'm not working for no one else. I'm working for me. So yes. if I can't give to me, then I can't give to others. So, so affirmation true. and self-talk are very important. Yes, I also like talking to myself at times. And people probably think... <laughs> Something is wrong with this guy, but nothing is wrong with you. Those out there, especially because I know y'all are listening. Y'all can call us, by the way, 434-4688. You can call us, tell us your experience uh, with mental health. Maybe you can tell us some of your coping methods. That's okay, too. You can hit us up on a text box, 266-4688. I'm actually seeing uh, some texts coming in. Someone says uh, you can go to some clinics as well. Uh, Another person says eating is very important. Eating good food is very important. All right. They said what we eat plays a role in everything. Okay, cool. Interesting. You can hit us up on a text box, as I said, and also hit us up 434-4688 if you want to talk to us live and direct. Or maybe ask Janelle or Miss Nicolette some questions here uh, on the hot topic. Miss Mayers, I think you were going to say something just now. Yes, so to add to Nicolette's list, sleep. Ah, sleep. A lot of us, entrepreneurs, parents, children, do not sleep and we do not drink enough water. And let me make some, let me paint a picture. Dehydrated cells cannot make good decisions. Mm -hmm. And when you are tired, when your brain is overly stimulated by the devices as well as it's overstimulated by the conversations and it does not rest it will always make decisions that will try to protect itself that may not always be the best for us so people will hear this word disassociation so we disassociate and we're literally in a whole different land other than a well-being land Mm. and too often that is what i'm seeing is that people come in very dehydrated, not drinking any water, and they're also then very, very tired, your brain will go haywire. Literally, it will go haywire. True. I think think fatigue as well is is something a lot of us face. Some of us Mm -hmm. actually literally wake up and feel like we're still tired from yesterday. Like you rested, (laughs) you slept, but your brain, I guess, was still awake still still yeah. still moving around. so mm-hmm. you you end up in a situation where you wake up and it's like Shh, i still feel so tired or you mm-hmm. end up at just a little after morning now going into the afternoon and then you feel that extreme fatigue and then some yeah. people feel like okay well let me get a coffee or maybe some green tea or something to yeah. to, to give me an energy boost you mm-hmm. know so it's 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 intense at times. I have a, 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 a text here. Someone says, mental health is real. OMG. The topic is, uh, sorry, the topic that is important. My mental health has been tested for a few months. And because of Janelle, 
I am able to manage everything. Big up to Janelle. She's doing things, of course. And uh, we, we spoke about some coping methods. I actually uh, spoke to Miss Nicolette. She, oh, someone else is saying I'm loving the topic right now. Um, Nicolette was telling us about uh, some coping methods. And uh, we spoke about meditation. We spoke about sleeping. We spoke about a lot of things. Um, but some of the things that you do, Nicolette, in terms of dancing, writing, is, is very important as well. It, even if you just, you know, writing out your thoughts in a, a journal or something like that. Are, are people still using journals? Is that still a thing, Miss Mayors? Uh, Nicolette, is that still a thing? They're telling me yes. Uh, so, so tell me some of the other things uh, that you would do cr in a creative way, though, to help people cope. Okay. Um, so some other ways that I would do is to reenact some of the traumatic or more so the negative situations that person go through to help them heal in their daily situation so we'll do that through drama therapy also music as your djs then is also a great therapeutic tool as well so because true. sometimes when <laughs> when we are feeling sad or we're feeling angry sometimes we go straight to sad music or to angry music like rock or something that you know mirrors that kind of emotion but in my therapy sessions i like to do the opposite because we need to attract that other side of the brain, right? That the emotions come from. So when you're feeling low or you're feeling down or more so a negative emotion concept, I encourage persons to listen, to listen, sorry, to some jazz, to some blues, um, even to some, um, even soca, but more the instrumental aspect because words do stimulate persons. Yes. And we wanna be able to regulate that person to um, once again right to come to that centered feeling in order to take the next step so music drama is a very important element as well and also as you said writing but not just writing for journaling purposes mm -hmm. but writing to affirm yourself that you could stick it up all over your house you can draw in terms of art therapy for persons to look back and say you know what i've i've grown from that i've taken a a, a different step from where i was in the beginning so those are some other tools that I would use gotcha let me go into a quick fact here or two just before i ask the next question i actually read an article on verywellmind.com you can go check it out too ladies it said people have been relying on the arts for communication self-expression and healing for thousands of years but art therapy itself didn't start to become a formal program until the 1940s now, there's another thing I want to tell you here, Miss Williams. This is super, super interesting. Did you know that in New Hampshire, it's actually the best state for jobs in, as an art therapy specialist? You knew that? I knew that, yes. Very much so, yes. Oh, so, oh, so you knew that the most common pay in New Hampshire is actually 59594 US dollars? You knew that was the pay? <laughs> where she's laughing i feel like i want to become <laughs> an art therapist now i'm gonna travel to the u.s for a little bit Fifty nine thousand dollars. that's that's really something just a, just a few quick facts there um really quickly before we uh, close off i know there's so much to talk about and a lot that we can get into um but really quickly 
I was thinking about the children and I was thinking that sometimes children here here especially or or let me more say in the in the Caribbean um children have this thing where it's like okay I'm going through something but I don't know who to talk to because you will go and tell mommy or daddy mommy I feeling like you know and and you try to explain something to them and and some Caribbean parents not all will be like what are you talking about you ain't going through nothing you're a happy child you have everything you need we feeding you you got uh, a roof over your head everything should be good what what were you really worried about so like as as ch a child or youth even teenagers because because we go through these periods in our life who do we talk to um if if it's not our parents if it's not a close friend who do we talk to in moments where we need that reassurance that love that feeling from somebody janelle i can start with you here so that's a beautiful question and i would say um for children or for parents more than children it's for you to encourage your children talking because they always talk it's only when they've been said that you talk too much or you always got something to say that they choose to keep their mouth shut so therefore they go to their friends which in a way it's okay but if your friends don't have the correct guidance it's the blind lead and the blind so i always ask younger people to get involved in mentorship program and i always ask older people to mentor younger younger i had i had a conversation with one of my mentees yesterday she was tw she's 22 and she wrote a letter and the tone of the letter was very, 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 um, it, it was one that she would have shelled on the place, but she didn't mean anything. Oh, but, and we spent some time literally rewriting re this letter of how she can actually get her needs met, even though she was saying things that um, was kind of putting the people on the spot. And having somebody to guide you on those narratives is so important. But talking to each other, because sometimes even if you're getting the wrong information, at least they're talking, they're not keeping it within their head which often becomes the problem where we see, you know, children doing things that unfortunately, because they're also watching the culture and the climate of television that gives them permission to do some of the things that we're very scared as adults watching them do. So um, I, I would encourage parents, like, be mindful when your child's coming to you to, to not say you always got something to say and say, thank you for sharing today. Or set up a time for them and say, hey, I don't have this time available, but can we do seven to seven fifteen? Because sometimes a two-minute check-in on a day-to-day -day basis is much more important than a two-hour check-in on the weekend. Because at least you know what's happening yes. on the ground at the time. I really love that. There, someone is asking on the text box, "What about mental health in relationships?" I think they're talking. Oh boy, they're talking about here relationships, as in you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Uh, husband, husband, wife, wife type of thing. You have to have us back on for that because we can't yeah, even scratch that. That one, but that one. <laughs> I, my, my, and Nick knows this about me. I always tell people this. Who you wake up with determines what your mental health will be. <sighs> who you wake up next to. So, depend, remember, you, you're not a tree. You're not planted. You can move. All righty. Listen, this this is so interesting. I feel like we, we could go for so long. This is something that we may have to continue, though, um, mm -hmm. because the time is of the essence. And we're actually like basically to the end of uh, the hot topic for today. I think I had one more thing to mention, though. I'm trying to find it here. 
Um, but just before you go, any any anything you want to let the people know, uh, Janelle, Nicolette, talk to us. So I'll jump on quickly. Um, I would say just go through the cycle of emotion. One of the things about mental health is that a lot of people get stuck in a tunnel. So imagine your emotions are from the beginning of a tunnel to the end of the tunnel, and we begin to feel them. And we get so sidetracked either that we put them off because we have other tasks to do. And we say, well, I can't deal with this now. Or we're so angry. Or we're so sad. Or we're so frustrated. Or we're so happy we don't know what to do. We just leave them there. And we leave them in the tunnel. And the more we leave our emotions in the tunnel, the more they fester and the more we actually can create mental, we can create more mental health challenges and burnout. So start going through the tunnel with some of the resources that we talked about today. You know, the way in which you eat that helps you also move in and people that you talk. But remember, you have to go through the tunnel in order for you to actually emotionally regulate and take control of your own mental health. All righty. Nicolette? Yeah, Jay said exactly what I um, wanted to say. But what I can add to that is listen to your three brains from what Janelle said. Those are very, very important listen to your three brains and also honor your emotions because emotions are important they're your tools in order to express what you need to see three brains i love that one there let me uh, just end with this here thank you so much uh to both of you for coming through on this everybody is on my text box on my personal number and on the work text box saying that we need to do this again next week or sometime uh soon we need to continue the topic because they're really loving it and uh thank you once again to both of you for coming through let me just end with this this is really cool here i saw it on your social media page janelle it says this really simple it was simple but profound you said be mindful of the words you use to describe your challenges in life your brain or in this case from today your three brains are always listening so thank you to everybody locking on to the hot topic for real it's been real interesting uh thank you to uh everyone who's locked on the whole team everybody who uh pitched in with something to say it's all good everything hot everything trendy the topics are on fire right here on hot 95.3 fm saturdays from 8 a.m the hot topic sizzling subjects intense discussion